boy is eating. The boy is your name. What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos. Dynamic English's new podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee with us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. So today, given the news and situation in Chile, we have to talk about the protests. They've been going on now for a couple days and they have really changed the city. So we're going to go into it, obviously, our perspective as foreigners, because we're not from here, kind of, you know, what we think about it, what we've seen, and, you know, how it's different from some of our experiences back home. So again, if you get lost, check out the transcript and audio guide online. So Ian, Friday, there were protests all week, but there were students just kind of jumping the fares didn't really pay too much attention to it. And then Friday, things really escalated. What was your reaction when the president declared a state of emergency? Yeah, so when I read about the the high school pr- student protests with the metros, I kind of thought it would just be another, another protest like you see around here normally. But then it, as the day went on, it was clear that things were escalating, like you said, and things weren't gonna gonna slow down. And then with the announcement of the state of emergency, with the implementation of martial law, seeing everything that was going on, the looting, the arson, all that, it was really clear that this wasn't just some fluke, that wasn't just some normal protest. We've seen things really devolve from there, and we're witnessing it in real time now. So something uh, we didn't expect to report on, it's not something I expected to happen while being here, but I, I can understand the reasons why things are the way they are now. Definitely. I mean, Friday, like you said, I think, you know, student protests, there's a lot of protesting here, so I didn't really think too much of it. And then when the metro shut down on Friday, I was out teaching a class in Providencia, and I was like, the metro's down. I'm like three miles from my house. Like, how am I going to do this? And everyone thought the same thing, so everyone grabbed a mill bike, a scooter, I don't think I found one for two miles, so I just had to walk, and it literally felt like the world was ending because everyone was walking. There was traffic everywhere. It was like everyone was trying to run away from something. It was something I've never seen before. Were you out when the metro went down? I wasn't. I I was at home during the time, so I was kind of just following it through my friends, through social media, through the news. But yeah, like I said, it's very palpable it was happening, and and things weren't going to calm down. And then, you know, once on on Saturday when the curfew was implemented, that was also something something new that I don't think I expected to, to experience. And it seems really real whenever a state of emergency gets announced and a curfew gets put in place and you're hearing sirens and helicopters 24-7 and the protesting. So, yeah, it's it's clear that things aren't normal right now. Absolutely. Friday, you know, the metro shutting down, I think, turned the city upside down because 2.8 million people use it daily. I mean, it's something a lot of people use and rely on. 
So I think when that shut down, it was kind of like crazy. And then Saturday, I went to the protest down in Plaza Italia, and that's when I was like, oh, this is this is a movement, and this this isn't stopping anytime soon. Yeah, and so there's a lot of different news and different sources and things being spread. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of things that people aren't sure about, but I know that you have been on the ground yourself reporting. And so how about you tell us what you yourself have seen at the scenes of the protests in different parts of the city? What's what's really happening? Yeah, I, I mean, I've talked to a lot of the protesters and I think they're just, they're very angry. I think the Metro Fair was just kind of the tipping point. It was just the last straw of we're in a country where there's so much income inequality, you know, prices of everything have gone up from electricity, water, gas, and then this Metro Fair and wages have not kept up. So you have a population that is living mostly on credit and has been for years and have just, they're fed up, they want change. And so I think these demonstrations, as you saw, like on Saturday morning, I woke up to the banging of pots, that it's not just students, you know, high school and college students, it's everyone. Everyone agrees and in support that this income inequality needs to change. And I think talking to a lot of the protesters, given Chile's history with the dictatorship, turning the security over to the military was just kind of a slap in the face. I think it brings people back to a very repressive time. And so if anything, it added fuel to the fire. I was gonna say, I think not just for the young people who didn't really even live through the dictatorship, it's, it's been sad for me to see older people. It's very noticeable on their faces. They're very concerned. It's, it's almost like there's like post-trauma from the dictatorship that's coming back. And so a lot of people are nervous that there's gonna be um, a return to this kind of rule or the chaos that you know, gripped the country for a couple decades almost. You can't escape it. I mean, there's soldiers manning the metro, big stores just patrolling on the streets. I mean, it's it's a weird feeling and having a curfew. We've had curfews now for a couple of nights. Like you said, you hear helicopters over your head while you're sleeping. Things are different, you know, tanks, military tanks on the streets. So I can only imagine if you live through a dictatorship, how this would, would make you feel. The president's rhetoric has also angered people because he says, we're at war. And people are like, we're not at war. We just want you to listen. Like we're not, everyone I talked to said they don't condone the violence, the, the looting, the criminals, the people that are burning and doing all these things are a small subset. The message of the protests is that we want our quality of life to improve. They separate themselves from the criminals. In any movement, you're gonna have a few bad eggs that really kind of spoil things for the image, for the movement. Again, this is what the media sources also like to, to spread also, right? It's, it's more interesting to show people looting and smashing cars and windows than it is to show thousands of people gathered together just peacefully protesting. So not only do you have kind of selective showing of what's happening, but, but you're not seeing the whole picture. And so I think that's important for people to understand too, that it's not complete chaos everywhere, but that's, that's what gets shown in the news. Absolutely. I mean, obviously violence and destruction sells papers, right? So those are the photos that are going viral. I think the, the other big thing I heard from a lot of the protesters 
was this idea that President Pinera, who's a businessman, has a lot of wealth, and has been going around the world, you know, displaying Chile as the best country, the best economic country in the world, in the region. It's amazing. And a lot of people at home don't see that. I mean, a lot of people here aren't making enough to to pay for food for the week. I mean, $500 a month is the minimum wage here, which is nothing. I mean, Chile is a very expensive country. You can't live on $500 a month, especially if you have a family. So I think a lot of people are just fed up. You have this this president that's going around saying, Chile is amazing, and they're saying, not for us, only for the wealthy, you know? So I think also when the president says, okay, we're gonna you know, get rid of the fare hikes, they're like, you're not listening, that's not enough. Like we want systemic change, we want big changes. So. Exactly, and, and now's the time, um, you know, I've heard the government saying things like, with the money we're gonna have to use to rebuild the subway system, we could have built these schools, these hospitals, but they didn't do that before the tragedy happened, before the protests. So again, it's it's trying to understand what's what's truth and what's fiction and what the real intentions are here. So yeah, it's just, it, it's it's obvious it's reached a boiling point. People are fed up. The quality of life is just not what it should be, especially like you said, for a country that in the eyes of the world economically is, is you know so prosperous low inflation things like this but on paper it looks great but in reality it's not great i mean i was talking about this with my boyfriend last night because the only reference point i know is the u.s where i grew up and when you compare it to quality of life here i mean in the u.s majority of people do not send their kids to private schools right you go to the public school because the public school is funded here if you have enough money like middle class people are sending their kids to private schools because the public is so underfunded like that's not okay that you to get by in life you have to go to a private high school i mean in the u.s no one really goes to a private high school and here 70 percent of the population is on the public health care that's huge in the u.s most people have private insurance because they can afford it so you kind of have a majority of the people that are forced to live on these public social systems and they're not good and they're not funded. So it's kind of like a lot of the protesters said, a long time coming. It's not just this metro fare hike. Right. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. Just like, yeah, exactly like what you said. And that's another thing. I think a lot of people outside of Chile or without that context, they look at it and say, oh, you know, it's a few cents on the subway. You know, what's all the outrage? But like you said, it was just the tip of the iceberg. It was the last straw. There's so many underlying problems that um, have been affecting the people for so long that it was enough's enough, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real shame that it's happening. And it's like a lot of people have said, it's not 30 pesos, it's 30 years of repression, of mm -hmm. mistreatment. Yeah. And so again, so for, for people outside of that context, I think again, it's hard to, to understand what's really happening, where the anger is really coming from. And so I'm trying my hardest as well to put myself in the shoes of the Chilean people because as a foreigner, I, I can't truly understand the situation. I can really just observe and try to understand people's opinions. So that's what I'm, what I'm trying to do and hopefully things will improve. I think what's crazy, not to move away from Chile, but in the world. I mean, we're at a time that's exploding. Like, you could go online right now and you'd see a similar protest in Barcelona, in Hong Kong. I mean, all over the world, 
people are putting their hands up and are just fed up with their governments. And even in the region, too. I mean, it's it's crazy. Right. You um, have the recent Ecuador situation here as well. So, But yeah, I mean, being on the ground here, talking to protesters, I honestly have no idea when it's going to end and what the solution is, because obviously what they're asking for is not going to change overnight. I mean, these are systemic problems, like you said, that have been going on for 30 years. The president can't just you know, snap his fingers and improve the quality of life for people. So we'll, we'll see. He said he's meeting with politicians this week to talk over some policy changes. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, with politics, you never really know. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully things improve for, for everybody soon. Well, for those people who are out protesting, just remember, be safe, take care of yourself. And remember, if you get lost, check out the audio guide and transcript online. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.